Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Aloha, friends. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I'll be back Monday when Aaron Rodgers is still a member of the Green Bay Packers. It'll be great. Um, and we'll spend the whole five days waiting for something to happen that probably won't happen until the draft. Earlier on the show, ESPN Packers reporter Rob Domovsky. ESPN college basketball analyst Jay Billis. Coming up, Michigan State head coach Tom Izzo. Arkansas men's basketball head coach, Eric Musselman. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air here on this busy Monday with the Sweet 16 all set. Tom Izzo of Michigan State Basketball calling in at about 20 minutes time. Jay Billis, we chatted with him last hour. Uh, We chatted with Rob Domofsky, also of ESPN, in the first hour about what's going on with the Green Bay Packers and their conversation with the Jets about Aaron Rodgers. If you missed any of the first two hours, we re-air right here on the Roku channel as soon as this hour is up. We also have our podcast where all podcasts can be acquired thanks to the Cumulus Podcast Network all three hours. Do us a favor and uh, hit us with a subscribe button there and also our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. There's the Rich Eisen Show collection page as well as part of our Roku channel experience. Um, And uh, you can check us out there uh, if you miss anything. Uh, Chris Brockman and Jason Feller in for Mike Del Tufo. Uh, TJ Jefferson in his position as well. Joining us here, however, to kick off the third hour of this program, we have a new champion uh, that will soon be crowned in college basketball of the men's basketball tournament because Arkansas bounced last year's champion in an exhilarating win to uh, move on for Arkansas to take on UConn next up in Las Vegas in the West Regional and the head coach of the eighth-seeded Arkansas Razorbacks after beating a top seed for the second straight year in this year tournament. Joining us on the program is none other than Eric Musselman back here. How you doing, Coach? I'm doing great, Rich. Thanks so much for having me on. You got it. Uh, I'm just being honest with you. I'm excited that you're here, but I'm going to keep my shirt on if that's okay with you. <laughs> That's you know. probably a good. We all should probably keep our shirts on, and me included. No, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't know, uh, Coach. Um, I'm just going to throw this out there. Uh, 58. You look. You, you look great, man. I mean, uh, what's your what's your diet? What's your diet, Eric? Uh, it's 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 an hour cardio every day. Um, okay. But, but my wife did. You know, she let me know that 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 was not a good thing, not to do it again. Um, so I'm going to try to. Try to hold my emotions together a little bit more next time, Rich. Well, uh, in your defense, Eric, we have a photograph of it up right there, and I, I have worked with your wife, uh, so I know what Danielle looks like. I, I think that's her right in front of you, looking, you cheering you on. Um, so in this still photograph, <laughs> I'd have to push back on any uh, any uh, pushback from the misses, not to get involved. But <laughs> I think Danielle was so excited for the W that she actually put up with it. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. I I do like it. Now, what was it like in the locker room afterwards of that game? Oh, it was. I mean, it, like when you when you win a, a game, any game in, in the NCAA tournament, it's absolutely 
uh, incredible, the emotions that come out. Um, certainly after a loss, you know, there's a, there, there, there is a lot of tears, but even after wins, uh, you see guys crying and, and, uh, when you win, when you win and advance, you know, the, the camaraderie, the chemistry, everything just continues to grow. The buy-in continues to grow. Uh, but there's, there's nothing like, uh, winning in this tournament and advancing and then to be able to do it against the number one seed and the defending champions. Uh, and they had, you know, Kansas had some, some really, really talented players that were part of that championship team as well. So a great win for us. Uh, but now the key is, uh, that game is over. Right. And, and it happened on Saturday. And now how do we focus? on our first time back on the floor today as we get ready for UConn. Well, the the good thing uh, about the advancing uh, and the surviving is you get the players back that fouled out. I don't know if you're aware, but uh, I do believe your team is the first one seed to uh, – the first team to ever beat a one seed in the tournament despite having three players foul out. And I'm wondering if that is something that can actually cascade from one week to the next is that sort of resilience, Coach. Well, you know, it, we were put in some unique situations with three guys following out because, you know, our player that was kind of the go-to guy the entire second half was Devontae Devo Davis, and, and he picked up uh, his fifth foul with about a minute 40 to go, and we were actually down three, um, and we had to kind of change who we were uh, running sets for. We went to, to Ricky Council and, and kind of played our small forward at the – at the point guard position, handling ball, the ball in pick and rolls. And, and then even towards the end of the game, we were kind of shuffling. Uh, one guy might go in for five seconds because we had the ball on offense, and then we might put a different player in for defensive purposes. Uh, and then a third guy went in just for at the, with seven seconds to go just for rebounding. And those three guys in particular had not played the entire uh, 39 minutes up until the last minute of the game. So – um, but hey, it's we're a physical team, and and uh, and sometimes you know we do get foul troubles because of our aggressiveness on both sides of the floor. Well, I mean, your 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 team did uh, as a you know, obviously you you have a, a lot of moving parts and a lot of moving pieces. Davis with twenty five points, but Ricky Council, the fourth man, nine of his last eleven points um, came uh, on that final run for your team. He was terrific and followed up his free throw, and, 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 and that was a huge moment for you guys. What do you say in the huddle uh, when you do get these guys in front of you and there's a bunch of guys who have fouled out and you got to dig deep? What do you say to a just, team like that? Yeah, just, just continue to talk about belief and, and continue to talk about getting a shot on goal and, 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 and understanding the ball's got to have eyes and find an open teammate if, if you get trapped or, or, or double teamed and, uh, and and it's, it's so interesting, Rich, because these games always come down to a little thing. You mentioned uh, the missed free throw by Ricky Council, and Jordan Walsh uh, actually spun to the baseline uh, and got a piece of the ball um, as he was obviously not an inside rebounder because we were shooting, but he did a great job of really aggressively trying to tip the ball back out. And not often does the guy that shoots the you know a free throw miss it the ball comes back to him, and then he ends up drawing two more fouls. He could have actually backed the ball out. He made a really aggressive, smart move uh, to just take one or two dribbles, get right back to the rim, and get back on the foul line. 
but but all these games that are close, there's always like little one or two defining plays that you know that that are that are the difference between a win and a loss. I've got uh, the head coach of Arkansas basketball, Eric Musselman, here on the Rich Eisen Show. Now, you know, you go back to the state of Nevada, interestingly enough, right, for you, um, former Nevada coach. And do you ever sit here and think about your journey as well, um, Eric, where you were a young guy um, following in your dad's footsteps, a head coach in the NBA, uh, Golden State, Sacramento, now you're a college coach who's getting trying to get back to the Elite Eight for a third straight year. Do you ever sit back and, you know, obviously you strike me as a guy who is very high energy focused on the present, but do you ever sit here and wonder about your journey and what you've done so far, Coach? I, I, I think for sure, Rich. I think that, you know, some of the emotions after a big win are, you know, obviously people, you know, uh, are aware of of being a head coach of of the Warriors and a head coach of the Kings, but um, you know I also kind of had to reinvent our, my career and, and made a decision to kind of move away from the NBA game and start uh, in college basketball as an assistant coach. Two years at Arizona State, a year at LSU. I knew that I did not know the college game. I didn't know anything about putting together a schedule non-conference schedule i had no idea about recruiting so i needed those three years as an assistant coach and just prior to my time doing that i was a head coach of venezuela and dominican republic national team so uh, it's been an unbelievable journey there's not many people that have had the opportunity mm. uh, to coach in the nba coach in the g league coach national teams overseas and be a college head coach so my journey's been a, a, a long wild one but um, one that I wouldn't, all those experiences have, have really shaped me. I think back to my time coaching, you know, the, the two national teams were predominantly the roster spoke Spanish and it made me a better demonstrator because I don't speak Spanish. So I had to slow down my delivery. I had to demonstrate more. Uh, and then in game huddles, I became much, much clearer in my presentation and diagramming on on the uh, dry erase board for, for execution type stuff. So all those experiences have certainly shaped me as, 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 a, as a coach that still uh, can't wait to get on the practice floor every single day. But how, how did your NBA experience shape your ability to do what you're doing right now or not at all? Well, no, I think for sure a, a ton, Rich. I mean, I, 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 I say it all. The best coaches in the world are in the NBA. Uh, they really are. I know that college coaches are are, are developing and teaching players, uh, but but from a strategy standpoint, uh, incredible coaching at at the NBA level. So certainly that's helped. I think just from an experience standpoint, when you're able to coach 82 games uh, in 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 a regular season as opposed to 30, and your game is eight minutes longer. Uh, and then people don't really think about in the NBA. You, you know, if you're involved in any free agency stuff, that's a, that's a form of of recruiting. And so, uh, mm. I think strategically being in the NBA has helped. But but also some of the things that that I've seen from a recruiting standpoint with free agency can also, you know, because you got to have presentations to try to sell. Uh, an NBA player, if he's got four or five different options in free agency, so there's been a lot of, lot of areas that I've learned from the NBA that have been been able to take to the college game. 
couple more minutes left with Arkansas Razorbacks head coach Eric Musselman trying to get his team into the Elite Eight for a third straight year, taking on UConn. So uh, that game comes up pretty quick. Uh, how do you handle the 72-hour period between now and tip? What do you do? Well, yeah, so we're, we're going to practice today. We'll leave tomorrow morning, uh, practice once we get to Las Vegas. Um, and, and then there'll be a lot of mini film sessions, Rich. We we don't have long film sessions here. We don't really believe in the in the 35-minute, 40-minute film session. So uh, we might do a little five-minute segment of film before we go to lunch, a five-minute segment when we come back from lunch. And each of those uh, five-minute segments will have its own theme because um, we, we, you know, we have got to know uh, UConn, their personnel, what they like to do offensively, what they like to do defensively, and then in special teams, what are they like on baseline out of bounds and side out of bounds, both defensively and offensively. So we have a lot of things to cover in a short amount of time. And obviously, uh, from a preparation standpoint, you cannot overload your team uh, as well, especially in, in these one-and-done type situations. But at the same time, do you have somebody cutting up you UCLA and Gonzaga uh, tape as well, or you don't dare do something like that? Because you're, you're I, I, if, I know we're doing it, Rich, but I don't know about it, and I don't <laughs> want to hear about it. Uh, but but certainly, I get it. I get uh, it. we have three we have three assistant coaches, and they all divide up. Uh, one will have this scout. Another would would have uh, the potential of of, of of a winner in the next game uh, as well. So we we will be prepared. Um, although the players and myself are are only focused on one thing and one thing only. And that's beating UConn. But uh, I'd imagine also for somebody who's in charge of a group of college-age men going on the road to try and pull off a difficult task, uh, Las Vegas might be the last place that you'd want to take them to. But (laughs) what do you got on that front about talking to the guys about the the city or where you're staying or anything like that? I mean, what do you got? It's 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 really interesting because while we were in Des Moines, Iowa, one of the things we said was, Hey, this is awesome. Like, you know, everybody's really focused. There's, you know, it's, it's, it's basketball in the gym and, and we don't have to worry about anybody walking around. They're all off their feet. And, and, uh, certainly Vegas is a, is a, is a whole different, uh, you know, animal that you're dealing with. But we'll, I think be, between practice and, and, and the NCAA, uh, you know, there's a re- there's a requirement from a media obligation, so mm-hmm. um, I, I think we'll we'll be pretty zoned in and and uh, and focused. I think that's what you have to do during this time of year, and, and you guys have got to understand this is a once in a lifetime opportunity, and you really can't lose focus, not even for a minute. Then you got to make sure that whatever opportunities come your way, not not to take all of them. And for that, uh, I I send you off with this idea, Coach. If you win in Vegas and you take your shirt off, you might get a call from the Excalibur about bringing your thunder down the end of that strip right there. I don't know if that's that's something that's on your mind, but just keep that in mind if if you're thinking of celebrating in the same fashion. Just throwing that out there. I I hear you. I, I got. I've always got to keep that in the back of my mind. Please, I guess. please do that. Please do that. Uh, best your best your wife, who I haven't seen in a long time at ESPN, and of course. NFL Network. Take care. Uh, Good luck, and let's chat down the road. Appreciate the time, as always. Truly. Thanks so much, Rich. I appreciate it. You got it. That's uh, Eric Musselman here on the Rich Eisen Show, Arkansas versus UConn in the regional in Las Vegas.
That's still in the Excalibur, right? The Thunder? Oh, good question. That's from I down under? Well, they yeah, have the yes, Giants. They have the Giants. <laughs> yeah, Jay, Jay yeah. Dose. That's right. it. Just, it's there. just turn your man to your left. Oh. Yeah. He spent more time in Vegas. <laughs> I'm just saying that when you get off the train from yeah. the, the – they have a giant billboard right when you walk into Boom. the airport. Boom. It's right in your face. Coach Musselman. <laughs> Taking on you, Kyle. By the way, he's 58. Yeah, I know. Shredded. Now, let me tell you something. He he, he deserves to not wear a shirt Guys, looking like that at 58. I, I look, work cardio every day. I, mean, I looked yeah. it up. I'm not doing that. I looked it up. He was the head coach of the Warriors. So if he's 58 now, 2002, like, like 20 years he was ago, in yeah. his early 30s, yeah. or his mid-30s, coaching uh, the Warriors. And he was the runner-up in coach of the year voting in 20, 2002 to 2003. 26 first-place votes finishing behind Greg Popovich. Wow. And that 2002-2003 Warrior team, I mean, I think a Donald Foyle was on it. Was it Baron Davis, too? Was it too early for BD? I mean, you've got the internet in front of you just as much as it's in front of me. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Yikes. 26 first-place votes. Minnesota, yeah. They reached, at one point... Before Baron. They reached... 500 for the first time in nearly a decade. And then if Greg Mullen, uh, Chris Mullen came in and ended up bringing in his own people, that's the same guy that's out there yeah. for Arkansas. It's just interesting. Talk about journeys. We'll talk about it with Tom Izzo, the head coach of Michigan State basketball. He's getting set to go to Madison Square Garden to take on Kansas State. Can't wait to chat with Coach Izzo, one of the few Spartans I adore. Coming up. (laughs) Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop 
from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code EISEN. That's I B O T T A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. The Rich Eisen Show Radio Network is back now with the live Roku channel feed. I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Had to call this man and offer my personal congratulations to get to the Sweet 16 for the 15th time in his stupendous career. As the Michigan State Spartans are going to Madison Square Garden to take on Kansas State in the East Regional Final, the uh, semifinal, the uh, head coach of Michigan State basketball, the only basketball program from the Big Ten still left in this big dance, Tom Izzo, back in the program. How you doing, Tom? I'm good, doing good, Rich. I was hoping to come out west so I'd get you in boots. I'd make you come to the game, you know, and maybe put on some gear or something. Wait a minute. That didn't happen. Wait a so. minute. Wait a minute. Mooch isn't coming in. Here. Mooch isn't hopping a flight to New York? What's going on there? I don't know yet. Uh, I talked to him yesterday. I think he's making his decisions, you know. Decisions. I heard you talking to your buddy there about having kids, you know. Sometimes if you just have a wife, it makes it harder. You don't get to do whatever you want to do when you're married. You no, know? I understand. Yeah. No, I understand. But Gail understands. Come on now. He's uh, yeah, she's cool. She's she's awesome. Yeah, she's of course. Awesome. She knows. You've known her for, for decades, too. I mean, and here's the thing. Yeah. Because I heard, I heard, I, I I know there's all this talk with you know Tyson Walker being from Long Island, all this talk of New yeah. York pizza. That is that is the exact way to get Mooch on a plane is to tell him. Oh, I know he does. Uh, he does love he loves pizza. So maybe I could have him in the back of the cab with me and Tyson. That's, so I'll, <laughs> I'll be working on that. But uh, I know one thing: Tyson's buying too. That's that's the deal we made last week. So I'm gonna. I might have two pieces. Who knows? I heard that. I heard that. How you said afterwards, he's going to dip into his nil money to buy the pizza in New York. <laughs> that one made me laugh yeah, out loud. Good. Well, look, congratulations on on advancing. Obviously, you know about surviving and advancing, and you know about what it takes to cut down nets. Uh, I, I'm wondering what what it is about this team, uh, coach, that might feel different to you or or, or remind you of a, a, a previous run. At all. Yeah, you know, it reminds me of some of them. I mean, we've been a, as I said, I've 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 done it all. I've been a one seed and got beaten the first weekend, and I've been or second, you know, a two seed I think and got beaten the first weekend, and I've been a seven seed and gone to a final four. So um, I'm not sure seeds matter like they used to, Rich. It's just there's just so much either parity or there's so many people trying to find themselves. And the one thing I thought about our team all year, we had two major injuries early. The guys missed a lot of time, and then we got them back, and then they got, uh, you know, then they went out again. And so we've been a little bit um, up and down. We're not the most talented team I've had. It's kind of like the Denzel Valentine team of 15. You know, maybe we, uh, who knows if we can make a run. We've already made a little run, and now, uh, you know, the way everybody's been getting beat, I don't know who's left. You know, it's, it's hard to believe. I'm, I'm sure your bracket's all screwed up, but uh, <laughs> even my bracket's all screwed up. So uh, I don't know. It's been an interesting year in college basketball. Well, I mean, the the one seed in Purdue uh, went out. You mentioned first weekend, first game. My goodness, and Florida Atlantic beats uh, Fairleigh Dickinson um, and faces Tennessee in the other 
regional semifinal that's there in Madison Square Garden. So um, I, I would say there's a clearer path to the basket, but as you pointed out, seeds don't really matter anymore. Coach, no, there's you know. a lot of good teams. I mean, uh, we played Kansas State, and, uh, you know, we, we had played Kentucky earlier. I thought we'd end up playing Kentucky, and then Kansas State beat them. And uh, then we played Tennessee uh, in an exhibition game early in the year, and I think they got the clearest path to the Elite Eight. I mean, they have to beat Florida Atlantic, and that's not the same, but it's an eight seed. So who knows? You know, it's been such a topsy-turvy um uh, tournament that uh, every time you think you can predict something, it's unpredictable. So hopefully we'll just keep doing our job and see where it takes us. Well, I mean, you have 55 NCAA tournament wins now, uh, Coach, and so uh, you're a perfect guy to ask this. Is there more parity now? Is 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 there more talent that's spread out all over the country uh, that does lead to seeds not mattering anymore? Have you noticed that? from your position on a bench all these years in the NCAA tournament, Tom? You know, Rich, I noticed a big change. I don't know if it's parity, the transfer rule. I don't know what it is. Um, Guys, you know, nobody wants to stay one place. Uh, We're getting to be a transactional uh, organization now. And instead of the old, uh, I think your your old buddy Bo would have trouble this day and age. And mind (laughs) Judd, I I don't think they'd like the, uh, the movement, you know, hey, Hey, tell a kid he's got to go to class and I'm leaving tomorrow, you know. So I think we got some of that going on. I think we've, we're in this period right after COVID, you know, where everybody's trying to find themselves. But, uh, you know, I think parity's good. But like in the NFL, I don't think everybody should be nine and seven, you know, or 10 and six. And it's kind of happened in our league this year. Everybody was 11 and seven or 11 and eight. And, uh, that's kind of hard to handle, at least right now. Maybe that becomes the new normal. I don't know. But uh, I, I think it's a situation where there's a lot of moving parts right now in college football and basketball. Let's see where it lands. Do you think there's a lot of Heathcote head knocking would happen if he was, <laughs> he's, you know? Yeah, like I said, your, your guy, Bo, and my guy, Judd, I'm not sure they'd uh, Different times. I'm having trouble adjusting, but those two... Um, I don't think they'd adjust very well. Hey, did, did, did Heathcote ever come back after knocking his head so damn hard with his own fist, say, I actually hurt myself? Did he ever say anything? Did that, did that ever you know, happen? That one time uh, he had a watch on and he did it and he was bleeding. And I told him he was bleeding and he yelled at me. <laughs> <laughs> and then one time, remember when he threw his the ball down and it came up and hit him in the head? Um, I went to catch him and he told me to get my blankety-blank hands off me. <laughs> you know, he was... It was awesome, man. I, you know, guys get worried about what people say to people now. I, I was fired so many times during that twelve years that uh, I'm I'm surprised I'm still here. To be honest. Are you yeah, serious? He told you he, he told you those things, and then and and what and what you just came back to work the next day as if it didn't happen, or like did that? Is oh that... yeah, you know now we transfer, we leave, we'd be we'd be insulted, we'd have mental illness or something. You know the the things that go on now are so insane but back then it was part of building who you were and your character and, right and uh you know I, I i you know you went through it i'm sure everything didn't go perfect there when you started working i'm sure, sure you've had bosses that told you you didn't do a good enough job oh yeah, uh, oh, yeah. you know or people outside and you fight through it you know but this day and age you kind of something give up and 
quit, and uh, that that's annoying to me. But uh, other than that, you know, I'm just happy that I got a team that that uh, isn't like that. You know, maybe because they're not all superstars, but they've uh, even when we were struggling, I, I kind of believed in this team, and I don't know why. I'm usually a glass half empty guy, but this year I had it half full, and at least some of it's been full. Tom Izzo. And, uh, we'll see what we can do. Tom Izzo here on the Rich Eisen Show. Last we spoke, it was in the uh, first week uh, of the dreadfulness that occurred on campus, the shooting yeah. uh, in mid-February. And uh, I- I'm wondering how much that's with you, um, the Spartan Strong t-shirts. I-, I do see them, obviously. But how much is that with you and the team as you're as you're in the locker room before a game, maybe during a game? Um, after on this run, uh, how, how ever present is it, Coach? You know what? Um, you try not to make it uh, so big that, you know, it's because it's not fair. It's not fair to anybody. And, and, and by the way, winning games, I say, is to be part of the healing process. But if it was my son or daughter that went through that, I don't think uh, winning a game would, would help heal that. So I'm realistic on the whole thing. But do we bring it up? Do we talk about making it better for people that have gone through tough times and maybe bring a smile on our face or help the healing process like sports often does? I I said it then, Rich, and I say it now. You know, I went to Mooch's game at uh, New Jersey when he was with the uh, the, the, uh, the 49ers played uh, the Giants, and it was the first game Thursday night football. You, did you do the game? I mean, back then, I don't remember, but I went to the game and uh, – and the, that scene with the New York cops and policemen and all the people, I mean, it, it brought a positive thing to, you know, one of the worst catastrophes in the history of our country. And so I try to look at that and figure out how can I do that. And, and yet it's hard to give the Vince Lombardi speech and know that somebody lost their life. So it's it's been a difficult, but it's been something that we keep close enough to us to say we we're playing for more than ourselves, and yet uh, we try not to make it an everyday thing because uh, my guys didn't know any of the people mm. um, except that they were students like themselves. But they are also, yeah, that's right. I mean, we sometimes forget when we're sitting here, March Madness, all my brackets busted, all that stuff, is that the 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 men and women that we see in these tournaments that are going on right now, they're they're part of a student body. Like that is their yeah, all, that exactly. is their first and foremost existence, part of a student body, and they may not know any of the students who were killed or hospitalized. But they, I'm, I'd, I'd be stunned if they didn't know somebody who knew somebody on that front, or or the fact oh, that they're exactly. walking around campus hearing about it all the time. You know? Yeah, we had one of our managers who was real good friends at one of the girls. So I mean, yeah, there's no question that uh, that everybody does that, and everybody. It brings it closer to home to say, "Hey, this can happen to anybody," you know. And I think that's what we've uh, we've tried to deal with and, and and understand and and move forward like you have to do. But I, I think never forgetting um, is important too, because uh, whatever we do in our lives, I think we learn from what happened in the past, either to us or to somebody else. So it is important to understand it and not just pass it off and. So we're trying to find that happy medium. 
Um, Tom Izzo, a couple more minutes left with the Michigan State uh, head coach before taking on Kansas State in, in Madison Square Garden. Do do you have to give the – or do you want to give the kids a, a little history lesson on what the garden is, and, and or do they already know it? Obviously, Tyson Walker's from uh, Westbury in Long Island. He would clearly know, but I'm, I'm wondering, is there – any sort of significance about the arena you know, that you're going into here? Yeah, the one thing about, you know, I'm the one that needed the history lesson. You know, where I'm from, God, uh, you know, Madison Square Garden, New York, seems like somewhere. <laughs> you know, I'll guarantee you, Mary Uchi knows nothing about it either. You know, we, we <laughs> came from an area where Iron Mountain. the biggest city for us to even understand. We thought that was another country back when <laughs> we were growing up. But I, I think that the guys... Um, the one thing, if you talk to any NBA player and they talk, where would you rather play? And the Mecca is always one of them, is always the place. And so as a basketball player, I think, and then we have the advantage of we did play against Rutgers in the Garden this year. We lost, but mm-hmm. we played them. So the guys have been there. But as you know, when you walk through that place and the pictures that are hanging of all the performers, the Muhammad Ali's, the mm. so many things go on at Madison Square Garden. It's way bigger than just a basketball arena. And um, and then uh, what is your first blush thoughts on Kansas State? They, by the way, they've got a kid from Harlem who's also having a homecoming, and Marquise Noel, who just yeah. went off on Kentucky. Um, so Kentucky, what, yeah. what what's your two cents on, on Kansas State and their, their journey? Well, I'm impressed that. I'm impressed that you're paying more attention to basketball now. You got these names down. You got where they're from. You got Tyson. Yeah, I'm, a, uh, I'm, a, I'm a professional. You're impressing me, Tom. I, I mean, yeah, come on. You're a professional. You know, I, but, I, uh, I, I've got. I come from a good educational stock, as you know. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know the deal. I know the deal. <laughs> I, I know where you're from, but I would say, Rich, that uh, I heard they have four or five guys from the New York City area. Um, okay. I don't know that their roster. Uh, has been really changed. They have a lot of transfers because a new coach and everything. And so, uh, you know, all I'm worried about is uh, what they do on offense, what they do on defense, and what my guys do on a daily basis. And all the other stuff will take care of themselves. But, you know, as, as cool as it is to play in Madison Square Garden, once the ball's tossed, you know, you might as well be playing anywhere. It's uh, I think kids just look at it as, uh, you know, a big game with a lot of importance and a chance to advance to an Elite Eight. And if that's not enough to get you going, um, I don't know if you need the Garden or New York or anywhere else, but if you're a basketball player, the chance to get to an Elite Eight is a special feeling. Well, somebody who can also give a history lesson in that building would be Magic. He, I mean, he's always at your at your yeah, disposal, I'm sure, to, guys, to talk to him. He talked to our guys uh, the day of the game. He called and put him on speaker. And uh, <laughs> wouldn't be surprised if Irvin flew out there and uh, – Maybe I'll have to tell Mooch to hop a ride. Right. <laughs> but, uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, on Air, Air Irvin, that that wouldn't be a bad spot. That wouldn't be a bad seat to have on that plane. But he caught which which game did he speak to the team before? The last one or the first one? Um, you know, the morning of our game, our last game against. Uh, you think I motivate my guys? I, I'm not good Imagine. enough to do that. So I bring in people that are bigger. <laughs> uh, he's he's a good one to do it. Uh, he's a great one to do it. Hey, yeah. coach, appreciate the time. Have a great time in New York. Hope you get that pizza. So many great places for that. And I, 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 I'm I'm uh, I'm rooting for you. I'll just say it. You know what, Rich? I appreciate it. It's great to be on your show. Thanks. You do a great job and have some fun, all right? You too. Thanks again, coach. Appreciate the hey, time. Rich. That's Tom Izzo once again here on the Rich Eisen Show. There you have it. It's a Big Ten team from the state of Michigan. They just wear the wrong colors.
but they are representing so much of what's right here. I'm, I'm, I'm looking up. There's Mooch right now on NFL Network. Literally the same person, I feel like. <laughs> Iron Mountain, Michigan, they don't know anything about New York, huh? Okay. Very good. Uh, let's take a break uh, here on the Rich Eyes Show. Baker Mayfield has spoken today. Um, and hey so has the uh, general manager of the Carolina Panthers. He has revealed who they're taking first overall. Wait a minute. <laughs> we'll take a break right here on the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH, also the number to dial. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. (laughs) <laughs> back here on the rich eisen show 844-204-rich number to dial here on the program monster.com is there for you if you are looking for a new gig you've got to go to monster.com you got to upload your resume right there because once you do you can watch monster.com go to work for you so you can work for the spot you want to work for monster.com can help with millions of job openings there's great coaching and career advice a strong performance you get out of it when it counts And then when you upload your resume to Monster.com, guess what? You can be recruited by employers before they even post their jobs because Monster.com specializes in building the right team for employers. They will then know how to match you best with those job fits. And there's a salary calculator that ensures you're paid what you're worth once you score the position. So time to go to Monster.com and win your job hunt today. Monster.com. Uh, Michael in State College, Pennsylvania. That's home to Penn State University. Is it not, TJ? That's close to the crib. What's going on, Michael? Uh oh. We just lost our call from the East Coast. You there, Michael? 814, answer. All right. Put him back on. Put him back back on. 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 You snooze, you definitely lose. Maybe Maybe he's on mute. Baker Mayfield appeared for the first time as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer today. I saw that this morning. Hey, told you. Love this spot for him. Love this spot for him. I think I agree. Mike Evans? Come on now. He's good. <laughs> Chris Godwin, speaking of Penn State? He's good too. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Rashad, Rashad White? White yeah. I know you like that, right? I do. He's a good player. Um, and 
I, I guess, you know, they'll, they'll run it back best they can with whatever cap ramifications are paying off the, cre- the credit card from the Brady championship years. But how many spots where you got Pro Bowl wide receivers in a quarterback job that's open for a team that can play pretty damn good defense in a division that is wide open for you to win? Right? Yeah. All that's true. So, Baker Mayfield, come on down. You are the next quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, although there is a quarterback competition with Kyle Trask, who's been sitting in the quarterback room for a while. I have a feeling that that this is something Baker will win, and you will see Baker Mayfield week one for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as the guy after the guy for Tom Brady. This is what Baker had to say today about his new way of looking at things. Tell you what, it's night and day different from this time right now to, to last year. I was sitting at home doing rehab for my shoulder last year and not really knowing what was next. Um, that's why I'm, I'm really excited about being here and knowing what, you know, where I'm going to be at, what I get to dive into playbook-wise, teammates, and, and, and get to know everybody. So um, I don't know if words will really describe it correctly, but uh, I, I'm excited. I'm excited for this next journey that my wife and I and our, our new puppy are going to be taking on. So uh, we're, we're ready for it. Golden Doodle Irish Setter, and he runs our life. Golden Doodle oh, Irish Setter. Whoa. By the way, new new uh, fantasy team name, Baker's Golden Doodle Irish Setter. That's a hell of an avatar. <laughs> Very pretty dog. I don't know if that fits. I don't think that fits little, into... A little into... long. Very pretty dog looking at the Google images. Okay, very good. Uh, also, can we... Whoever's manning the camera for Bucks, can we do Baker a little better there with what, the framing? The, the, head, the, head, the head space? Made him look like he's 5'4". You know what, though? He plays bigger than that. And um, and as a perfect example is the difference between this year and last year. Honestly, at this point last year, we were right around the whole time of, you know, he's rehabbing his shoulder. When did Deshaun Watson hit last year? Was it right around now, the hell going on month? Ooh, good question. Like, when did, when did, when did Baker send his letter to Cleveland? Remember Ooh, he wrote it to oh, Cleveland sorry. writ large as a city? Wasn't it just like two Cleveland? It was just Cleveland. Actually, it was two days ago yesterday so they, was the Deshaun Watson trade. And that was right after he wrote his letter to Cleveland uh, telling the Browns, you're not breaking up with me. I'm breaking up with you. He pulled a full <laughs> Costanza. Smart move. And, um, and then now he's got a beautiful golden doodle Irish setter. <laughs> and um, last year, the dog... A, a dog perfectly encapsulized his issues and what was going on with his life when he he was on the you never know you know what I mean pod with a dog showing his belly to him on the on the on the couch right there wanting some scratches totally different dog different situation <laughs> um, Baker's a top dog in Tampa and then there's the situation in the division where it looks like the Carolina Panthers are set up to do some damage. I like the moves that Carolina's made a lot. I like Frank Reich. I like that Josh McCown has got it. Everybody thinks he's new head coaching material. He's going to be the coordinator there. Jim Caldwell to help. Dom Capers to help. I mean, it's a heck of a staff they've put together. Mm-hmm. And Andy Dalton is the backup quarterback. You already know already that whoever they're drafting first overall is going to have an aces individual backing him up and telling him what he need to know about being a professional quarterback. 
Adam Thielen just got answered. Miles Sanders is running the football. Carolina is building a nice team. Now just who are they going to draft first overall? Who's going to be handed the keys to the car right out of the gate? Because they're not drafting somebody first overall, giving up all what they gave up to go get this person just to have them sit and wait and watch Andy Dalton start week one. That is just flat out not happening. There's many things on the earth that can happen, might happen, will happen. That ain't one of them. (laughs) Frank Reich and Scott Fitterer, the general manager, moved up from 9-1, to giving up all that draft capital to draft somebody. And apparently that somebody, as we are entering... Pro day week for the quarterback draft class, or the top of it. This is what Scott Fitterer, the general manager, had to say about who they are looking at as the first overall pick. You trade up because you had one quarterback you wanted. We we at the combine said if you're going to go up, you better have conviction, and we have conviction on. Uh, players at that top that we feel good about. I'm not going to go into it, but uh, we feel good about being in this position. We're still going through the process right now. I mean, obviously we have our ideas. You know, you're not going to make a move like that without having that pretty much cemented. Uh, But now we're going through the process of talking to the players and really getting to know them. You know, you know them as players starting back a couple years when your scouts start, you know, watching these guys, evaluating them. We had a snapshot at the Combine where you get 18 minutes talking to them. But really, we want to get to know them, what drives them, who's supporting them, who's in their family. So this is an important time to go through this process. But uh, we do feel good about the group up top. Here's the deal. Anybody who hears that and says, oh, it's just smoke, it's a general manager blowing smoke, and that he definitely knows who's number one overall, who they who who they moved up to go get. Uh, it's not smoke. They... If it's anything like most of these situations where a team is first overall, has a choice of quarterbacks first overall, who are they going to choose? And it's one person that could lead the race, but they're not fully done doing their due diligence on maybe eliminating that person or opening the door to who might have been in second place on the day of the trade. If you think that that's not possible, you are wrong. One of my favorite stories that I've picked up in my now soon to be 20 full years with NFL Network, Jim Morris Sr. Go ahead. Playoffs? That's the guy. Playoffs? That guy. Are you kidding me? That guy. Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Bless him. (laughs) Jim Morris Sr., Prior to all of that, he was, um, you know, the guy who had the first overall selection placed right in front of him, the Indianapolis Colts. Who are you going to choose? Here is Peyton Manning and our frequent guest host on this program, Ryan Leaf. And everybody believes, well, it had to be Peyton right from the get-go because look what happened with Peyton's career and look what happened with Ryan Leaf's career, so on and so forth. Jim Mora Sr. told me that they were grinding tape on the first overall selection to the very last moment. 
grinding tape on it till the very end. And this is after, apparently, I think if I ask Ryan this point blank, that they asked Peyton Manning, hey, if you're going to be the first overall pick in the draft, what are you going to do? I'm going to get in the playbook. I'm going to do all the things that you want to hear the answer of your first year, first overall pick quarterback. That he asked Ryan Leaf the same thing. He said, I'm going to take my buddies. We're going to go to Vegas and celebrate. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Ryan's Ryan, told that story. Yeah, he's told yeah. that he's story, story yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So even after hearing that, the Colts grinded tape on do we choose Ryan Leaf over Peyton Manning? Even hearing that, I believe again, it was this is first. This is for Bryce Young. So but you, you think the decision's made. But no, no, I don't think the decision's no. made. I think on the day that they made the trade, they're like, we like Bryce Young. Although CJ Stroud's the one that threw at the combine, and this trade was made right after the combine. Yeah, I think it's for CJ. It could be for Stroud, too. Also, too, Vegas knows everything. The odds totally flipped on who will be the number one pick. Well, guess what? Bryce Young's pro day is Wednesday. Yeah. And it's going to, it's, it's going to go hog wild of how terrific he looks and how he yeah. spins the ball. And then the, the interviews will happen on NFL Network and ESPN and whatever. And you'll see just how incredibly intelligent and likable he is. Just like, it's got to be him. And then CJ Stroud's pro day is Thursday. <laughs> and then Will Levis's pro day is Friday. And then Anthony Richardson's is a week from today. It's going to be refreshed about how great everybody looks because everybody's – I don't remember the last bad pro day anybody at the quarterback position had. Jalen Carter apparently had one for Georgia. Teddy Bridgewater. Okay. Well, that's another one. Sure. It's going to switch over and over and over and over again. And I want that to happen up until the last second. But Carolina's got something cooking, and I really like what they've got cooking. And that's the way we wrap up this edition of The Rich Eisen Show. We will see you on Tuesday and wrap this show up on the Roku channel in a moment.